This is Marketing Jam, a show featuring the brightest minds in marketing. As we get going into our show, I want to talk about SEO quickly. This whole search engine optimization thing. People are frustrated by it, confused by it, and probably not really getting the straight goods about how it works. Back when we outsource our SEO, we're often confused when we get the reports back. It seemed like a dark art. They were rubbing some sort of oil on our websites and supposedly magic was happening. When we started using AREFs, it was a game changer. The reports we got, the clarity on site ranking for terms, and really the transparency and understanding between off-site and on-site SEO was really helpful. Today, for all of our clients, we provide HREFs reporting and use the tool to audit sites. It's the premier SEO tool and you can have the confidence you're getting the top quality tool that provides incredible support and resources to help you with your SEO for your brand or the clients you work with. Check out arefs.com today. Thanks everyone for joining us on another episode of Marketing Jam. This one is very, very special as our friends at Hootsuite gave us a special embargoed report on social trends for 2021. Uh, for the last five years, they've been putting out this report. It is incredible. Anyone working in social media, anyone working in marketing, anyone working in brand awareness, and even PR uh, looks to this report every year to see what's happening, what are the trends, what's going on when it comes to social media. So uh, I've put together three of the brightest, smartest people across this great country uh, to talk about this report. So uh, thank you for coming, everyone. Really appreciate you being here. My pleasure, so Darian. Why don't we start with you and introduce yourself uh, and your role with Cyber Impact? Yes, hi, my name is Antoine. Um, I represent Cyber Impact, uh, a Canadian email marketing company. And uh, I used to be their marketing director. I've, I've occupied that role for three years and now I'm still involved with them as a freelancer or a marketing consultant. Amazing, amazing. And Chris, yourself? I'm Chris. I'm the uh, director of social media at Canada Post. Uh, I've been here on the communications team at Canada Post for the past uh, seven years. Um, yeah. That's awesome, man. Thank you. And Caitlin. Oh, hey, guys. Um, I'm Caitlin. I am the social media manager at Coast Capital. Um, but my experience in social runs deep as I also worked at TELUS for six years in the social and influencer space for a long time. Um, and I also teach social media marketing at BrainStation. Amazing. BrainStation is an awesome school for those that haven't checked it out. Those that want to get uh, reinvigorated or to learn a lot. BrainStation has some amazing programs online from anywhere from social media to digital ads. Uh, and they have some incredible instructors like Caitlin. Uh, so yeah, that's awesome. So Caitlin, why don't we start with you? You got the report, you read through it. Uh, maybe give me some of the highlights or things that you really agree with and, and you say, man, they got that right. They're on, they got it. And this is an important piece. Yeah, um, I think there was a lot that was right in the report, um, but I think the one that really stood out to me was the, um, there was a point in there saying that like marketers are gonna need to drive acquisition this year, but they're also really gonna focus on member experience to make sure that, um, you know, in this world where we're absent of like real-time connection in stores and in, you know, grocery stores and clothing stores, like how do we make our loyal customers and even our prospective customers like really engage with our brands? Um, and the reason it really stood out for me is like, if you look at sort of the world today um, and what happened during the pandemic is like many, many people who were like, not used to engaging in, you know, not only just online shopping, but also with social media platforms, um, 
like I think about my parents, so they might kill me for saying this, but you know, they didn't do the online grocery delivery stuff. They weren't on Zoom, um, you know, and they even like got in and tried out house party and all of these things. Um, and then we look even at like TikTok and the generation of grandparents that are on there and have all these big followings. And I think it, what you're looking at is that so many people who may not have been like engaging in these platforms before are now on social, they're now online shopping. And as they develop these habits through the pandemic, even when things hopefully go back to normal, I think we're going to see a lot of people not, you know, necessarily go back to like going into stores and trying on clothes. Maybe they'll continue online shopping and trying it on in the comfort of their home. So even like post pandemic, like I think in 2020, 20, sorry, 2021, um, that we're going to like have a need for people to like have that experience and connection on social. Um, and I think about things even like customer service and maybe, you know, Instagram has this like video chat in the inbox now. Maybe it's even that you call in and you need help with your Internet. They call you back via video. They show you like how do you how do brands like keep that human connection when you're not in store um, interacting with their frontline employees? So I think that one is they got like bang on. That's, that's amazing. And, and that first point you make about transactions and customer experience. Tell me about that. What does transactions mean maybe for Coast Capital Savings, for example? Yeah, I mean, when I talk about like transactions and things happening in the physical space um, is like going into branch, actually like dealing with a customer service representative who is going to like educate you on what you need and what, you know, try and help you with through your like financial situation and what, um, you know, what the next steps are and be a partner for you. And when you can't go in and have that transaction in person, how do you have that online in the same meaningful way that feels like there's still that human connection and um, that trust factor there. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and Chris, looking to you, Canada Post, what a week. And, and just to you know, reference McDonald's, uh, who, who the social media manager pointed out, say, no, no one ever asks how I'm doing. So, so you know, I wanna take a moment to say, how are you doing this week that PlayStation and Xbox launched in Canada? And, and how are you today, Chris? Well, the, certainly the PlayStation Xbox launches have been, uh, you know, pretty crazy. Uh, there's been a lot of chatter, a lot of discussion, a lot of anticipation, people waiting for them. Um, but, you know, for us, it's just one of the many things that we have been tasked with delivering um, to Canadians over the past few months. You know, as soon as the moment the, the pandemic started, um, you know, everybody's lives changed. And for us, uh, and especially for our employees who are out there making those deliveries, um, things got a lot uh, trickier. We had to completely redesign the way that we operated uh, in the field, in our plants, you know, in spaces where, that were never designed to keep people two meters apart. Well, at the same time, uh, Canadian uh, online shopping habits escalated rapidly. So, um, you know, so reading through this report, a lot of it really resonated as, as things that we saw and we experienced when we went through. Um, and it's always reassuring in a way when you, when you, when you see that, when you find out that, um, you know, that we're like, we're like everyone else. Um, you know, it's the, the things that kind of really stuck out. It's like the, you know, the silence is golden, the second trend in here. Um, we recognize, you know, immediately that we, you know, our typical, our marketing efforts, um, you know, from a B2B perspective, our marketers can't market to marketers who aren't marketing. So, um, you know, so that was one kind of thing that we removed right away. Well, at the uh, other side of things, we recognized that people were hungry for news about what was going on in the world, what was going on um, with COVID. 
And we were very much part of this news. You know, Canada Post were being relied upon to deliver all types of goods and services, things that we never thought we would be delivering. Um, and our employees became frontline, you know, they were frontline employees uh, who were putting themselves at risk every day. So we can we convert our social channels completely to specifically be there to provide news to Canadians um, about, you know, number one, about keeping our employees safe. That was our number one message and that will remain our message. Uh, it is our top priority. So all efforts were to keep our employees safe. And the second was to be completely transparent with Canadians that, um, you know, that the shopping habits uh, are leading to delays and the delays, you know, at the time we could expect them to be uh, going on indefinitely. So, um, so as much as we became silent on the marketing front, our channels became a very, very valuable place for us to, to put these messages out. And with Canadians being hungry for that information, um, it was a really quick and direct way where we could get uh, details out as quickly as possible. Awesome. Uh, Caitlin made a good point about uh, customer experience. How has that been something for you and your team uh, when it comes to Canada Post? Well, as I said, the shopping habits of Canadians escalated so, so dramatically uh, that at the same time, um, the, what we were hearing on social uh, also escalated rapidly with uh, people looking to find out where their items were. And, um, you know, as I said, transparency is, is key to us, um, letting our customers know that delays are ongoing and they can be expected to continue. Um, yeah. And it's a message that we've, uh, you know, that we put back into place uh, this fall to remind Canadians that if you're doing holiday shopping, yeah. um, you know, this peak season is going to be like no other. And so get your shopping done as early as possible because uh, delays could very well occur and we don't want anybody to be dis disappointed. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Uh, and I imagine your DMs are blown up. So have you had to like hire more staff or has it just looked like more of like a copy and paste message or FAQs or what have you guys done to kind of, like the, the storms coming or you know, the, the flood yep. of inquiries, what did you do to, to counter that? Well, with so many people uh, across the company, with so many people's roles have changed um, throughout the pandemic where we've, you know, we recognize that some, uh, some areas wouldn't be, they're, the roles that they were performing previously um, weren't as in high demand. So we were able to convert a lot of our, um, you know, a lot of our, our employees in the corporate level to, we brought on a bunch of them who we knew were good communicators, who we knew could help us out. So we moved them over from other roles uh, to temporarily support our social care team um, in that respect. And then across the company, it was, it was all efforts it was, it was really uh, amazing to see because it happened so quickly, but all efforts went towards, you know, A, making sure our employees are safe and B, making sure that uh, Canadians knew what to expect. And uh, everybody from the top down, all rowing in the same direction. It was, uh, you know, it was really something to see. Awesome. And Antoine, uh, your role, uh, Cyber Impact, email marketing, and, and you read the report. What are some things that stood out for you that were highlights for you? Yeah, there are many things that I really agree with in, in the in the report. And it's not it's not surprising because it's been put together by very smart people at uh, Hootsuite and elsewhere. Um, but there's one thing that that stood out, and it's a it's a quote from uh, Jason Thomas uh, from uh, the the Carlisle Group. And I'm going to paraphrase, but basically he's predicting that in two years' time yeah. you will see a huge gap, a huge difference within industries, and uh, basically there will be two type of companies: those who kind of expect 
uh, for everything to get back to normal and at the levels or sales numbers and, and the way things worked, let's say in uh, January of this year. And, uh, and the other type of company who will have reinvent, uh, reinvented their, their model and uh, adapted to, uh, to a new world, basically, and not just waiting it out uh, until it becomes normal again. And uh, it made me think of, because um, with Cyber Impact, we work with a lot of small businesses throughout the country. Yeah. And um, I really saw that, you know, going, especially in March, uh, during the first lockdown, uh, March, uh, April, and May, um, some businesses right away, they transformed the way they use social media. Uh, they jumped on, you know, doing uh, Facebook Lives and, and uh, IGTV and, and everything that they could do with uh, online webinars and stuff like that. So um, they, they just transformed the way they use social in order to uh, continue to fulfill their mission. Uh, and continue to educate or entertain or be useful to their customers. Um, so that that's that's a big uh, a big trend for me. And uh, uh, I think it's I mean some people saw it as an opportunity and uh, were successful and were able to stand out. And some other brands are still uh, lingering and and try to just wait it out. Uh, so um, I really agree uh, agree with that. And uh, in the same. Uh, in the same train of thoughts, uh, there's a, a somewhere else uh, in, in, in the report, they say that you should be, and it's not news to us in marketing, but it's actually harder to do uh, than just to talk about. But it's always make sure that you share interesting content, useful mm-hmm. or entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's, that's a big one for me. That's how you stand out on, uh, on social media where every, everyone is uh, inundated with, uh, with content. And they were saying that during the lockdown, uh, and Caitlin also touched on that. It's uh, people from all ages all of a sudden spent a lot more time online. And uh, what they were the reason, the main reason why everyone's online, regardless of their of their age, is to be entertained. Um, so your brand has to fit in that. Yeah. Yeah. I found that we would uh, do our e-newsletters, and the, the click-throughs that were most commonly clicked was about entertainment. So online games, yeah. you know, fun things that they could do online with their families. So yeah, that makes sense. So for Cyber Impact, as far as social channels, what has become kind of the most important channels for you as a brand? Well, it's it's not going to be um, <laughs> shocking or anything, but it's it's still Facebook. Um, and if you read the report, it's uh, it's it's Facebook is probably the main uh, social channel for a lot of companies, uh, just because uh, you know basically everyone as a Facebook account. And traditionally for us at, at Cyber Impact, we work with small, small businesses and um, we were especially uh, successful helping small businesses that are not necessarily uh, online players or traditionally uh, you know, online. So we're really good at, at helping people making the transition to a more online business and uh, more uh, online marketing. Um, so those, this demographic tends to be uh, a bit older. So I'd say my age and older, <laughs> uh, but not necessarily 20 somethings who are going to be, you know, jumping on TikTok or, or even Instagram is, is good for us. We, we do use Instagram, uh, but we found that we can touch the bulk uh, of our audience uh, on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, of course, LinkedIn, uh, but surprisingly, even though we're uh, uh, business to, uh, to business, B2B, we have more success on, on Facebook than LinkedIn, more engagement. Yeah. Okay. You make a good point, and, and Caitlin, for you, 
Uh, Antoine men mentioned creating interesting content, helpful content. One of the things I noticed the Coast Capital putting out with these great kind of Q&A videos with helpful advice and helpful um, kind of like, hey, here's how to get through this. Tell me about kind of the idea of that and what it was been like for you as a brand putting out those uh, Q&A videos or advice videos. Yeah, um, I think uh, of no surprise, one of the impacts that the pandemic had on a lot of people was their their finances. And, you know, now more than ever, I think people are looking for a little bit of advice on how to like get through this, how to, you know, change the way that they spend or change the way that they save or, you know, different products or services or things that can help them through this phase. Um, and so that was one of the things through social listening and other, um, you know, tools that we've picked up on. And so we decided one of those um, kind of member experience things that we talked about was like with the human connection was actually getting some of our employees on video, sharing helpful advice, um, answering some of the common questions that we're seeing come into our customer service center and our social listening platforms um, and, and going out proactively with some of that just to, to help people feel, you know, feel connected to Coast and the employees behind it and also give them that useful educational content that they can actually take in and use in their lives today. Well, that's great. And anything else from the report that you were like, man, I'm going to change this of what we're doing now or anything that was convicting or anything that you're like, man, I hope to roll this out next year. Uh, yeah, I mean, there was lots of different things in there. I think one that, uh, that stood out to me too was around like having a, you know, a crisis playbook, um, in place. And, you know, I think we all who work in social media, we, we know that we have these crisis playbooks, but I don't think that we considered necessarily before like social purpose things as a crisis we were going to encounter or a pandemic or something oh. we were going to encounter. And so adjusting those, I think, and making sure that like, you know, especially in that social purpose space, I think one of the reasons that lots of brands floundered on when they were posting what they were saying is like, there wasn't really a clear, like a clear path of like, who's going to make the decision on what gets posted? Like, you know, is it communications, HR, marketing, the CEO, like, you know, like nobody really knew how to address some of these situations yeah. that happen. And I think adding that into like something that we plan now for the future and knowing yeah. at least how to react quickly yeah. um, is something I definitely took away from the report as, as an action point on our end. Yeah. Cause from the decision summary and, and who makes those decisions, you know, you got hit with three things right away, black lives mm -hmm. matter. Right. And then, and then do you boycott Facebook for the month? Like all those pieces that, that just came out fast and, and quickly. And how do you respond um, charitably to, to COVID, right? Like those three things, there's all this mm -hmm. pressure that people are under quite quickly. Um, yeah, so and lots of different opinions, right? Like everybody feels kind of different. So knowing sort of streamlining who is involved in, and how those decisions get made ahead of time, I think is super important. Yeah. And going over to you, Chris, uh, kind of thoughts, any changes that you guys will be making or anything that you pulled from the port that you're like, man, we got to roll this out next year. Uh, funny enough, a lot of a lot of these things were very uh, risk averse and we're very uh, as an organization. And so a lot of this we had prepared for uh, quite some time ago, not the pandemic, but yeah. the social media strategy and things like that. Um, so there wasn't really anything that I took that's going to change the way that we're that we're doing things. There were a few things, though, that I found interesting as thinking of uh, us as an organization, though. Um, and some of the is for what they were saying for 2021 is looking to, um, you know, multiply your ROI by, uh, by adding more channels. And I think this is something that we, we will see. And I, and a lot of that, 
um, I think is going to come outside of social and outside of digital even um, because, you know, early on in the pandemic, um, you know, we all saw our screen times go through the roof, yeah. you know, um, and then Zoom fatigue quickly became a thing, you know, where yeah. you kind of got tired of seeing your friends on screens and having every meeting on a video chat. But not um, this one. You're, you love this no, one. No, no. Yeah. This is amazing. And this is not me personally. This no. is just kind of an observation. Um, but I think now, you know, and what we're seeing um, a little bit of is that things like direct mail, like yeah. print advertising may actually uh, get a boost out of, out of this just because uh, looking for new channels, yeah. um, especially for smaller businesses who want to reach, uh, you know, their local communities. You know, we saw a number of restaurants who, you know, they wanted to reach out and let people know we're still open. We're yeah. still here, uh, yeah. you know, and um, and so I think some of the channels that, you know, that you may see bounce back or, you know, what, what is old is new again. Yeah. Well, yeah, my daughter gets her highlights magazine. And, and for the first time, we went through every single exercise and game and craft within that highlights magazine. And it was amazing. So. It was, uh, it was almost a privilege to touch paper and to do something tangibly. Hey, are you having trouble tracking inbound phone calls from your website or ads? CallRails gives you the call tracking you need to measure the success of your marketing efforts in real time. Discover how many calls you receive from your Google ads, organic searches, social media efforts, and so much more. But that's not the only reason we use CallRails. CallRails seamlessly integrates your call and conversion data with over 700 marketing tools and platforms, including Google Analytics and Salesforce, to fuel deeper insights automatically. Start your free trial today with CallRails. Um, yeah, no, that's a, that's a very good point. Uh, and Antoine, how about you? Anything that you guys will be kind of changing or adjusting or kind of putting more energy towards since uh, something from the report that spoke to you? Yeah, for me, the, the biggest thing, and I'm not sure how we're going to do it at Cyber Impact yet, or is, or it's maybe more something that we're going to maybe talk about our users, you know, about you know, giving them the idea of, of doing it for themselves. Uh, but the biggest trend that I see when you talk, you asked us to um, maybe uh, give our opinion on what we think is going to be on the 2022 report. So looking uh, towards the future, um, the biggest trend that I see is, is online, online live streaming events, uh, especially shopping events. So it's something that's really already big in, in Asia and in, in China. We're talking about, uh, you know, live shopping. Um, just because I think the pandemic and everything that happened uh, so far this year, um, it just accelerated uh, a shift towards things being more online. Yeah. And uh, out of necessity, all of all of the different events that we would attend in person, we now attend online. Obviously, yeah. things like, um, you know, business meetings, uh, but we're also talking about, you know, online concerts and, and, and big events, big festivals, even having an online version uh, of their event. And it's kind of the same thing for shopping. Of course, e-commerce was already huge and there was a big boost like Chris talked about, but there's a human factor uh, that you miss when you're shopping on your on your own. Uh, you don't have a friend with you or you don't have uh, just the salesperson or the the, the clerk uh, that can uh, help you out uh, with your with your decision. Um, so I, I see those uh, those special events. Uh, you know, you have influencers. It's kind of almost like um, going back to um, 
infomercials, you know, call now on the phone and this deal will only last 30 minutes. Yeah. It's the exact same thing, but it's, it's online and it's with uh, uh, live video uh, on social media and you have, you know, influencers, all of those micro influencers, niche influencers. Uh, and literally uh, you have a deal that you can take advantage right now, but when the stream ends, the live stream ends, that's it. It's gone. Uh, so I see, uh, I see this shift. I see as, as this uh, being a trend and I see that it's something that, that uh, right now businesses in Canada can uh, can try, uh, especially if they're in, in retail and they have a good following and maybe they have a few influencers, people that can give tips and all and all how, how to use their uh, their products. Um, and I think Caitlin touched on that too in, in the same kind of kind of vein. Um, what I would call micro consultations. Okay, so in in the B2B world, we're used to that, you know, click, um, book a, a demo call yeah. so I can maybe show you how cyber impact works and all that but you don't you don't really see that in in b2c uh but what if what if you could you know like let's say you want to go shopping for a new suit or something like that but you're not going to go to a to a store well maybe you can you can book a 30 minute 20 minute 15 minute 10 minute consultation but with video uh with uh, with someone that knows what what they're uh, they're talking about and they they can help you out you know making a, a good uh, a good a good choice so basically thinking that uh in store uh clerk salesperson and bringing that person online but with video not just uh through a live chat it's almost like if you could go telemedicine and and get a doctor to give you kind of medical advice what, what if you could go to a credit union and get yes. some financial advice. Yes. So, Caitlin, why don't we go to you? Jump to that question. What do you think is going to be on the 2022 report? Mm, um, I think it, it, a little bit similar to that. I like where I see things going really is like interactive video. Um, and so I think those points around like, you know, live shopping streams or, you know, we see it right now in like just live streams with like people asking questions and them answering. But um, like, I think it's gonna go even further than that. So we think about sort of what I was saying before around like creating these member experiences where yeah. people feel like they're like engaging with your brand and like having fun with your brand to the point about like social is supposed to be entertaining. Um, yeah. I think that like, we'll see some more like the brands that are doing a good job in video already, we'll take it even further. Yeah. Um, and so this could be, you know, things like virtual reality, but like, it's not all science fiction. Like there's things right now, if you think about like um, Black Mirror fans out there, like the Netflix oh. Bandersnatch show where you choose your own adventure or yeah. I think like a year ago, um, Major Lazer put out a music video that was on YouTube where you could click the screen to switch between the dream state and the reality state. And so all these kind of like features within videos that allow yeah. you to actually kind of control it a bit and play with it. Like, I think that will become a bigger thing just from like a, an experience yeah. on digital and on social. And yeah. like, if you think about major laser in that state, like when you're comparing watching like, you know, JLo just dance in a music video or, you know, something you're clicking and controlling the, the narrative a little bit, that's just so much more of a memorable experience. And I think yeah. brands can learn from that too. Um, obviously it's more expensive and takes more resources, but hopefully by 2022, there's, you know, tools out there that can help us all do that. Cause I think that will be big for sure. Yeah. Back in the day, uh, YouTube, they took this down, but you used to be able to do attributions at the end of every video, like watch this next video, watch this one. And you used to be able to do your own, choose your own adventure, uh, not through Netflix. It was, uh, it was a really cool perk that they, maybe they'll bring it back after they Yeah, maybe it. Yeah. 2022. Uh, and Kate, 
what else from you, from your perspective, and, and credit union, it's so personal. It's your bank. It's, it's where you go to put your money. It's where you go for your financial advice. What are some things that you guys will be rolling out this next year? Maybe that was missing from the report that you're like, hey, we're going to be doing this on social. And this is a trend that maybe. You- uh, yeah, no, that's a good question. I think we're still, we're trying to figure out exactly that. But I think yeah. like what, what I found sort of like missing from 2021 and something that I think we're thinking about a lot at Coast um, or sorry from the 2021 trend report is like around the idea of like community and so I feel like this year especially um, when we think about the fact that people are working from home and you know they're in lockdown not seeing their friends and family they're not going into stores like I think people are, are like craving that connection mm-hmm. um and so like even over the last couple of years with things like facebook groups like how mm-hmm. do brands help bring their consumers together and mm-hmm. um not only just like learn from the brand itself but learn from each other and create this like environment where everybody's part of the coast capital community and so i don't have any specific things that i, mm-hmm. I can mention that we're rolling out but i think one of the things that we're really thinking about is how do we use our social channels to not only be educational and helpful from a brand perspective, but also really build that community and connect all of our members together and like make them feel like they're part of something by being with Coast. And and I think that's like, I just don't think that's a need that's like gonna go away. It was already there. It was there even more during the pandemic. And I think, you know, going into 2021, like that's that's still gonna be a big piece of the puzzle. So that's something that we're really thinking through right now. A really, a really good point. You know, how do you counter loneliness and nurture mm-hmm. relationships, even if it is online, right? And, and you look at these groups, not to say you do this, but like Tinder and Plenty of Fish and these groups that have been able to connect people online, but how do you encourage that and nurture uh, you know, a business connection, a business relationship? So, mm-hmm. point. so Chris, over to you, um, 2022, what's your predictions? What are you going to see that's going to be uh, shifting yeah. or changing? Honestly, I can't predict it. I mean, 2020 yeah. has thrown us all for such a loop yeah. um, that, you know, my crystal ball has gone real blurry. Yes. Uh, and I think a lot <laughs> of it still has to shake out uh, based on, you know, what's going on with the U.S. election and how that's kind of dominating the conversation on on Twitter specifically mm-hmm. and quite a bit on Facebook. I wish I had an answer uh, because it would make all of our roles a lot easier going forward. But yeah. uh, I'm just hoping 2021 uh, sees a complete reversal of everything we've had this year and uh, the new normal becomes the old normal and, uh, and then start playing for 2022. But so maybe here's a question. Know. Just, I know I brought it up earlier, the, the, the hilarity of the McDonald's social media manager asking, you know, and saying, no one ever asks about me. They always ask about when's the McRib coming back. Right. And, and all these brands responding to it, uh, which was hilarious. Uh, for you, have you noticed that people in DMs and asking for customer service, are they getting friendlier? Are they realizing there's a person behind you or is it is it getting kind of ruder or are they angrier? It's it's getting, I would say, ruder and angrier, unfortunately, uh, mm-hmm. for the most part. And it's not it's not uh, just isolated to social media. We're uh, sure most retailers are seeing that trend mm-hmm. too in person. Um, and it's rather unfortunate. I think a lot of it is just... Um, the expectations now that, mm-hmm. you know, if you order something online, it should yeah. be here right away. Um, yeah. And so, you know, so yeah, unfortunately I would say it is, uh, it is getting dragged down. I'm not sure if that's, if every brand is, is seeing that same experience, but mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's, that's what we're seeing. Interesting. I found um, years ago when Coast Capital first launched um, this website, there was actually a person, a receptionist being like, hello. And, and she had a name and you could ask her all sorts of questions. This is a bit of a throwback. Um, 
but I'm finding more social channels, even within the DMs, like uh, whatever brand you're, whether you're Telus or, or whoever you're, it says the person's name. What I'm, I'm hoping is becoming humanizing more of these um, customer service people, but maybe customer service will always be a, a place where people can vent or get angry or let go of some of their stress. Yeah, unfortunately, I think that is kind of a kind of a bit of a trend that we're seeing. On the flip side, though, we did see, particularly at the start of the pandemic, um, you know, our our um, delivery agents, the people out there on the streets, yeah. um, they, you know, as frontline workers, they began to celebrate other frontline workers. Mm. And we'd see them, uh, and we first started seeing it on social. It wasn't something that was organized by, by the, you know, Canada Post. It was an employee-led initiative where they would. Um, at, you know, after finishing their shifts, they would drive in caravans around hospitals, yeah. retirement homes. Um, so they did it in 44 different cities across the yeah. country, uh, driving by, honking, um, and celebrating each other. And we started seeing this outpouring on social media yeah. from the people working in hospitals and in uh, retirement homes, and and showing that how appreciative they were of our employees. And it's something that we began to celebrate internally. We we're like, this is really it was a really special moment. And there was yeah. this kind of groundswell of emotion yeah. from Canadians, from our own employees. Yeah. Uh, and so we started to share this content and, and mm. you know, at no point were we saying this is some, this is, it was never about us as Canada post. It was yeah. about these people are out there. Um, these people are out there, you know, getting stuff to everybody while they're locked down and they're celebrating the other frontline employees are out there with them. Awesome. So it was a really, it was a really, uh, it was a, beautiful thing that we saw and we experienced and we experienced it uh along with the rest of canada as we'd yeah. see it on social we'd see it on instagram stories yeah. and yeah. on twitter and uh and for us it became a it became something internally that yeah. we started to use to uh as an internal social media campaign i guess mm. you could say so yeah. since then we've we're finding any kind of happy mention about canada post any kind of nice picture um yeah on Instagram, we're taking that and we're feeding it internally to yes. all of our employees to say, wow. look, here's, you know, to try to kind of cast that down of people are always going to yell and wave their arms in the mm -hmm. air on Twitter, but there's also so much good out there. And that's yeah. the stuff that we need to capture and bottle up and celebrate. Wow. I love that you bring up UGC. So user generated content. Uh, Caitlin, you have a, a very rich history with that world. What are you, what are you saying from reading the report and, and Hootsuite putting this out? What are you thinking is going to be happening with UGC in this next year? Mm, I think it's going to grow for sure. Yeah. Um, I think for similar reasons that like, you know, when you're not out there with your friends or out there in the real world as much as, as we were previously, like you're, you're looking for more social proof. Um, so I think like, you know, it's important for brands to like you know, help gather that content of like influencer X is using this or, you know, not even just influencers, but like the everyday consumer, um, it, trying to collect those experiences and share them out is a good way to like, again, build that community that you're part of something and everybody else is doing this too. And also like, deliver that social proof that other people are using your product because you're not out there in the real world seeing it every day. So I think, yeah, only increasing from here and, and very important. So uh, you mentioned um, being on other channels and, and new channels is one of the trends brought up. So Antoine, what does that mean for small businesses out there who are maybe saying like, do I need to be on Reddit now? Do I need to be on Twitch? Should I be starting a Pinterest account? What's your advice for them and, and what you're getting from the report? 
Yeah, um, that that's a great question. And um, first, when I read that in the report, I was like, yeah, even myself, I was like, hey, should should we be on all of the new social media? Um, but then they also said in the report that adding other channels doesn't really, I mean, it can be outside of social. And uh, that was kind of a relief because I, I really agree with that. Um, and uh, one of the really easy way that they, uh, they said you could add a channel is basically taking that user generated content and bringing that to your, uh, your email marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. And both of them can, can feed, uh, feed each other. Uh, so if you have uh, great content that you share on social media or even um, the comments or the, the great testimonies that you can have as uh, DMs. Uh, and I think even, um, I know at, at the Cyber Impact, the um, customer service department feeds the marketing department with uh, great testimonies and, and, and you know customer success. So uh, that's always great to, to share on, on social media, but you can also share that in, inside of, a, of an email newsletter. And um, we've also asked for tes testimonials and uh, customer success stories through our email. So the initiative was by email first. And then of course, when you get a great, great story, that's something that you should also share on, on social media. Um, so I, I still believe that nothing has changed uh, in, this, in this aspect, that uh, email and social can really work great uh, together. And um, don't be shy of sharing similar stuff uh, or, or using your email newsletter to send traffic to your, uh, to your social channels or, or using your social channels to get uh, more people to read your, uh, your newsletter. Um, and it's, it's, it's okay if your, your best customer, the most loyal fans are follow you on Facebook and all also subscribers of your, of your email newsletter and they see the same stuff twice. It's, it's, it's not a big deal. <laughs> it's, it's totally okay. I believe. And I like Chris's point, like what you're saying, Antoine, of repurposing content. Like you yeah. could find out, hey, what was the ad that performed the best on Facebook or the video that performed the best? And what if we made a postcard of that or, or a little kind of mailing piece of that? And, and what does that look like? Um, and that's a, an option as well, for sure. And I know that you guys used um, print ads to drive traffic or subscribers to a podcast. So that, that's, that's a good example of that, too. And something I would would not have thought of. I think I don't think so. Yeah, I think yeah, Canada Post the the smart mail. We were actually able to target law firms right across Canada using their smart mail technique, and it was awesome. We put together a piece that did really well online, it performed well, and we repurposed it and uh, mailed it physically. We went, got printed, sent it to a print shop. They sent it in the mail, and and that performed really well because I think people had something tangible. It wasn't a highlights magazine. I mean, because you know who can beat that? But it was like it was you know an experience that people got to touch and feel. Uh, Chris, one of you, just to close us up, what are maybe some um, Canada Post channels that people should check out, and uh, what's your advice uh, for folks uh, kind of going forward and uh, kind of interacting with your team and, and the folks at Canada Post? What's the best way to get a response? Maybe sure. Uh, well, I mean. So where our, our, if you're looking for thought leadership, you know, LinkedIn and uh, our blogs have a lot of great information. If you're looking, especially for marketing information, we've got a lot in there. We also have um, some print magazines, which are awesome, um, that uh, you can go and subscribe to. They're free uh, and get them sent to you. Um, if you're looking to learn about, you know, Canada Post, we're very proud to be storytellers um, mm -hmm. through our stamp program. And so when we issue a stamp, it's a big 
event. Unfortunately, we couldn't issue as many stamps this year because mm -hmm. uh, our plans all changed. Um, but if you want to learn the story behind some very mm -hmm. important Canadian figures, um, we post these on all of our channels. Uh, and we typically we have really good video content, uh, very educational. I, I love it. And it is so true. I, I don't think people realize that the stories behind the stamps, you guys um, put effort into that and, and thought into that and give the education pieces that go with that. It's great. That's, that's awesome. Uh, Antoine, how about you? Channels that people should check out um, and advice for uh, people who are uh, doing email marketing for this next year. Yeah, well, kind of the same thing. I, I would encourage... Um, all Canadian small small business owners or, or you know marketing professionals to check out Cyber Impact's blog. So cyberimpact.com in either English or French. If you want to practice your French, that's a great place to go. Uh, <laughs> but we have a lot of advice on how to start with email marketing and how to refine your strategy as well and, and marketing automation. Check out our Facebook, check out our, our LinkedIn. You can you can follow us uh, for lots of great free info. And Chris, to bring it back to you, the question was, what's the best way to get a response from someone on social when it comes to Canada Post? How should, what, what could they be doing? What, what do they need right now? Do they just need a, hey, how's it going? What's, what's a nice thing that you could call people to in Canada? Sure. Well, my recommendation would be, you know, be kind, be polite. That's, that's um, the biggest thing we can ask. And that's just not just uh, on social, not just with our customer service reps on the phone. Um, but especially to the people in the post office, people mm. in retail, and the people that are delivering. Um, if you see them, and we've been saying this throughout, give them a smile and a wave through the window. Um, you know, they appreciate it a lot. We appreciate it a lot. Um, it helps us do our jobs. Kindness really, really helps. Mm. Um, and so, and be patient. It's, uh, you know, we're working in uh, crazy times, as are everyone. Yeah. Um, and we know that the, the role that we play in the communities we serve is so important and uh, getting everybody's online purchases to them. Um, and so as we work through this, this pandemic, you know, things might get a little bit slow at times, but um, you know, everybody out there, they're doing everything they can to get it to you. Um, so kindness is always key. A smile and a wave always helps. Great. And Caitlin. Close this up. What's your uh, what's the channels we should check out for Coast Capital, an amazing credit union, and uh, what's kind of your advice for folks going into uh, 2021? Yeah, um, I would say like if you want to check out our Facebook page, our Instagram page, and our uh, LinkedIn as well as our blog, um, there's going to be lots of good stuff across all of those platforms to help you guys um, as you go into 2021 planning you know, for your finances. And in yeah. particular, um, if you check out our LinkedIn, um, if you're investing right now, we put up a Market Monday updates each week. So to give you a quick hit on like what's going on, um, that's a good place to, to check that out. Um, and then, yeah, my advice um, would be like for personal advice to to consumers and banking is to, to you know, look at your spending for 2021 to take some time to reflect on, you know, how things have changed and how you um, want to update. And, and we're definitely here for you guys to help with that. Um, and my advice to to marketers would be um, like as the year shifts, like just stay authentic to your brand personality, like. You know, if you listen to what your customers are looking for, um, give social listening tools, provide education um, as much as you can, and and just like roll with the punches because everything keeps on changing. Right, that's great advice. Keep rolling with the punches. 
<laughs> and I think too, and, and I think like you said, the, the point of have a plan, it's okay to have a plan and a decision matrix when things go awry or sideways, because maybe 2020 they're saying is the end of all things bad because so much happened in one year, but maybe 2021 has some surprises for us. That we can yeah, make. don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you, each of you. This has been amazing. Um, thank you for reading through the trends report. Um, there's a copy of it now available. It is now released for the public. Um, to consume, to um, chew on, to read, um, and to really figure out what does that mean, that information, what does it mean for your brand, and take some time to pause. And I think you've got some great points from three of our guests here, Antoine, Chris, Caitlin, this was amazing. Um, thanks again for joining us this week on Marketing Jam. We'll see you next week on the Thanks for listening to Marketing Jam. If you enjoyed the show, head over to our YouTube or Facebook and give us a thumbs up and visit iTunes to leave a rating and review. Thanks again and see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.